1: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: let it fly. He drills it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present... Ball in his hands. Game on the line. they no. Set. Tipped up by At the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard! He got the shot off! has
1: What's up, friends? Welcome in. It's Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. I am your host today, Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. If that is your bag, if that is your deal and you want to do that, I am easily accessible by that very unique handle. It is the uh, November 26th edition. Oh, we are very close to Thanksgiving. and That also means we're going to be out a couple episodes. That's right. No Thursday episode because it is Thanksgiving and no Friday episode Well, because it's kind of a holiday as well, and there's no games on Thursday. So no Bogman and Welsh right here on takeaways for Thursday and Friday, but you still have one more after me here. Bogman will be here for you on Wednesday, but let's not jump ahead of ourselves because we've got a whole slate of games to get to uh, as we're breaking down the Monday, November 25th edition of games with lots and lots of stuff. So friends, I say let's jump right into it because there's some unique storylines. We had one of the NBA's elite players, have the absolute worst game of their career. Worst game shutout. We've got a whole lot of stuff here and there, but let's, that was my little tease here, but let's kick it off with the Nets and the Cavaliers. Kyrie Irving? Eh. No Kyrie Irving. No revenge game. No fun because Kyrie Irving can't get out there and get a practice in. But the Nets were able to continue winning a few games with Kyrie Irving out. Uh, they win 108 to 106. Nets are now over 500. They're a 9-18 and 18. Cavs down to 5 and 12. There was no Kevin Love as he was out again, missing games left and right. Larry Nance Jr. led the way with 20 points and 13 rebounds, chipped in a little bit across the board, two assists, a steal, and a block. He was 8 for 16 from the field in 33 minutes. Played the most or tied for the most of anybody on the Cavs. Colin Sexton also played 33, 7 for 21 from the field, dropped 18 with only two assists. Tristan Thompson, 7 points, 10 rebounds. He was 3 for 8 from the field. Oseman dropped 15 Garland dropped 11 and you know what's interesting I mean the bench there's you know production from the bench from Jordan Clarkson but it is so odd that this team you know the one thing this team has tried to do with guys like Kyrie Irving and you know they go out and draft a guy like Colin Sexton they're just absolutely missing a true ball distributor now you wonder if maybe Kevin Porter Jr would be one of the guys that could be thrust into that role at some point but Sexton and Garland They almost just seem kind of like the similar player. You know, Garland was Garland in like pre-draft stuff was kind of seen as like a poor man's Damian Lillard, which is a great, great compliment, but really just offensively. Colin Sexton kind of might be one of those guys that ends up being an off ball type of a point guard. So they don't, it doesn't seem like they've got a true ball distributor. They had 24 total assists in this game. 16 of them came from the bench. 16 of the 24 assists came off the bench. Kevin Porter Jr., played 29 minutes, only had five points, but he had five rebounds, seven assists, and two steals. Jordan Clarkson, he was the most productive of uh, anybody outside of, I said, Larry Nance led the way. Well, off the bench, Jordan Clarkson, 23 points as he was eight for 17 from the field, hit five threes in this game. He had three assists, and Deladova had six assists himself. So 16 of the 24 assists coming off the bench. Percentages were poor, 42 uh, on the field, 40 from three. 65% 65% from free throw. This team is in obvious desperate, you know, I'm, I'm thinking midway through while I'm talking for a team that has been in rebuild mode for five years. Sure. See, however many years now, it sure seems like you've completely stalled out. This is not the way it's, it's a good way to go about rebuilds by getting some young players, but you're still missing it. Garland Sexton Porter. Osman was a good uh, pickup. You're not there. You don't have that star player. I'm surprised this team continues to hold on to Kevin Love. Kev, this should this is should be part of the retooling. You should go out and move Kevin Love to a team that is in contention, that needs kind of a, a big rebounding stretch for, and get a couple pieces. Get a pick, maybe get a young player or two that hasn't fully developed, or, you know, another team is going to be able to push and say, Well, this big rebounder, this means more than, you know, this young player. We're not quite giving up on him. But you know what I'm saying. Like if you know if the Phoenix Suns truly felt like they were a contender, you could go out and you could pick up a guy like Kevin Love, and you know maybe you're moving. I mean, it's a little bit different now, like because they don't have T.J. Warren anymore, and they kind of got all their off-ball, uh, off-ball guys off. But you could move a guy like Bridges. That's not. It's still missing what I'm talking about, like where it would be a starish type of player. But the Cavs need to actually commit to full-on rebuilding as you hold on to guys like Kevin Love. I don't know. You're just holding yourself back. Uh, The Nets, I I digress. Denwood, he was in the starting lineup for uh, Kyrie Irving, and he had a great game. 23 points, nine assists, and three blocks in 33 minutes. He was 10 for 24 from the field. Joe Harris dropped 19 with six rebounds and three threes. Toreen Prince, really been solid as of late. Hit four threes in this game. 18 points, six rebounds, and four assists. And I buried the lead because Jared Allen, big night. 22 points, 21 rebounds. Three assists, two steals, two blocks, nine for 10 from the field. Fantastic in 34 minutes. Garrett Temple also uh, in 36 minutes scored seven, five, and three. Off the bench, low outputs across the board. Nothing really to speak of. Uh, Musa eight points, three rebounds. But as a team, they shot just under 47% from the field, 32% from three. eh. And they only had 11 free throw attempts. Just not fouled in this game. But they were able to hold off 108 to 106 against Cleveland. Next game up we have got the Pistons and the Magic and the Pistons holding them out at home one oh three to eighty eight the Pistons are now six and eleven for their total record but five and three at home so just keep it in Detroit Orlando is now six and ten have not won a road game this season Owen seven Jonathan Isaac he has been a beast it wasn't enough he was four for eleven from the field on Monday night ten point six rebounds four blocks. Eh. Markel Fultz continues his revival, 16 points, four rebounds, three assists, three steals, seven for 12 in 30 minutes. Evan Fournier dropped 17 in 37 minutes, but they were pretty atrocious at three. If I'm counting these up here, they were three for 13 from three from the starters. And the overall percentages outside of Fultz was pretty bare. I mean, Evan Forney was five for 16 from the field off the bench. Terrence Ross was about it. 19 points was seven for 14 hit three threes. Bomba was in there drop. I mean, he got 12 rebounds in this game with three blocks. Just wasn't an offensive, uh, wasn't an offensive force, but defensively in 20 minutes actually played really well over on the Pistons. And though your are uh, big guys, Andre Drummond had a poor offensive night, only put up six shots, made three of them, seven points, but 18 rebounds. So Andre Drummond continues to do that. Blake Griffin, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists in 31 minutes. Galloway had 12. Luke Kennard, 7 assists with 20 points, 6 for 11 and 3 for 5 from 3. Off the bench, uh, Wood, 12 points, 4 rebounds. They shot 43%, 37% from 3 and 84% from the free throw line. But the Pistons doubled up the uh, three-pointers essentially. Orlando made 8 where Detroit made 14 of them, and that was enough for the Pistons to hold that off. Derrick Rose also six assists off the bench, but a very, very Porsche one for 11. But again, uh, Pistons win. Magic dropped that one. Over to the Pacers and the Grizzlies. The Pacers won 126-114 to 114 as this team slowly starts to rebuild themselves. The Pacers do from a lot of banged-up injury stuff. Uh, you've had Turner out. You've had Oladipo out. Brogdon was out. He returned on Monday night. They're now ten and six, seven and two at home. Grizzlies are five and eleven. Let's go look at the losing team where Jaron Jackson. He is getting his stride back. Made six threes in this game. Was ten for fifteen from the field. Twenty-eight points, five rebounds, and those six threes, phenomenal. In twenty-three minutes, by the way, he put that down. Uh, Valanciunas, fourteen points, eleven rebounds. Jean Morant. 19 points, 10 assists, but John Moran did have a scary fall where he like crashed into a cameraman after a layup and it looked really bad, but he checked back in. So thankfully, uh, he was good to go because that was a scary moment for one of the league's uh, young up-and-comers, if you will. He had 10 assists, 19 points, 6 for 15 from the field and uh, that was about it for the starters as far as like real productivity. Uh, Brandon Clark off the bench, 17 points, 4 rebounds in 25 minutes. They were 47, 44, and 69. Those are the percentages field goal to free throw. Over on the Pacers side, I told you Brogdon returned. He played 30 minutes, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Just picked right back up. Jeremy Lamb, who was banged up, 19 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Banged up a couple games ago. He was back. Miles Turner, who has struggled a bit with injuries, 7 points, 4 rebounds, and 30 minutes. He was back. But TJ Warren had a huge night. 26 points, 3 threes, was 11 for 15 from the field. And Demontis Sabonis. You had a nice Sabonis-Miles Turner start together. Sabonis um, did his mini Jokic night. 13 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists with 2 steals. He was 5 for 8 from the field. TJ McConnell, 11-6 and six off the bench. Holiday, 16-3-1 with 2 steals in 18 minutes. The team, 54% from the field and hit 18 of 33 three-pointers. 54%. That's going to get you those wins. And uh, Indian and even kind of like paired back in the fourth quarter. They had scored 30 plus points in the first three quarters of the game. And then they just kind of, you know, took the uh, took the feet off the gas and the ignition a little bit as they had had that pretty handedly going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Next up, the Heat and the Hornets. The Heat won 117 to 100. The Heat are now an amazing 12 and four on the year. Seven and zero at home. Can't beat them. Charlotte down to six and 12, three and seven on the road. They were led by uh, Graham, who had 16 points, eight assists in 34 minutes, but was four for 14 from the field. Terry Rozier, 19, nine rebounds, five assists, hit three threes in 32 minutes. Those two have been an interesting pairing together. Bridges, nine points in 31 minutes. PJ Washington, eight points, four rebounds uh, in 23 minutes. A lot of low outputs on the starters. Malik Monk uh, came in for 20 minutes off the bench, but was only four for 12 with 13 points. And Bismack Biombo, 11 points, five rebounds in 22 minutes. Field goal percentage under 42%. They only hit nine of 33 threes, which is about 27%. That's not going to do it. Over on the Heat side, Bam Adebayo, big night, 21 points, 13 rebounds with five assists. He was eight for 14 from the field. None, 19 points with four assists. Demarcus Robinson was in there starting again, 22 minutes, only six points. And Jimmy Butler, with 7 assists in 31 minutes. A perfect 9-for-9 from the free throw line. Off the bench, Tyler Harrow, 18 points with 2 rebounds, hit a couple threes, and Kelly Olenek hit 4 threes in 32 minutes. 15 points, 16 rebounds, and 2 steals. They were uh, over 40% from the 3, over 51% from the field, and 24 of 28 free throws as the Heat continue to dominate this season. Just absolute domination. Uh, The Celtics and the Kings, this is an interesting one. Celtics held off 103 to 102, just barely holding it off. They obviously, they outscored the Kings by one point. This baby was all tied up going into the fourth quarter. Boston is 12 and four. They're also uh, unbeaten at home now, six and zero. The Kings seven and nine. Over on the Kings side, Rashawn Holmes, eight points, five rebounds in 28 minutes. Continue to run him out there. Harrison Barnes. He drops the points, but it's still empty stats across the board. He did hit some threes, 20 points, but three rebounds and assist. Buddy healed though. This is the story. 42 minutes. He was out on the court, 41 points, five rebounds, two assists and hit 11 threes, 11 for 21 from the three point line. And he was 15 for 26 from the field. An absolute banger night. Uh, unbelievable. Bogdanovich off the bench played 29 minutes, scored 13 points, eight assists off the bench, and they were 18 of 47 and Buddy, from the three-point line, and Buddy Heald hit 11 of those. They were only 38% because uh, the rest of the team. I mean, Bogdanovich, this is, a, this is an astonishing one, where Buddy Heald put up 21 three-point attempts, which is astronomical. Bogdanovich saw him do that and was like, well, I can, I'm going to do that. He put up 13, but he made two. He was five for 20 from the field total, that brought those numbers down to only 38% from the three-point line. They took 47 attempts, and they were uh, just under 47% from the field. Over on Boston's side, Jalen Brown dropping 24-4, 9 for 16 in 30, uh, 34 minutes. Jason Tatum, 20.6 rebounds, 3 assists. Enos Cantor, 13-9 and nine in 25 minutes. Marcus Smart has been really solid as well as of late. 37 minutes, 17 points, three rebounds, seven assists, and five steals. Defensive wizard. He accounted for half of the the team's 10 steals in this game. Over on the bench, it was relatively quiet. The team shot seven for 30 from the three-point line, so they were 23%. Uh, They were really able to kind of dodge a bullet on this one, but continue their really, really good home record. Uh, The Wolves and the Hawks. The Wolves, they took a home game away from Atlanta. As many others have, as the team is two and seven at home. Uh, Minnesota won 125 to 113. Over on Atlanta's side, Jabari Parker in that starting lineup. They're not winning games, but it works. 22 points, seven rebounds, a couple assists and steals in 34 minutes. Trey Young, big night, 37 points, six rebounds, nine assists. He was five for 11 from three, hit 10 of 11 free throws, and 11 for 28 from the field in 35 minutes. But the rest of the starters, all in the single digits, uh, Cam Reddish had seven points. He was two for 10 from the field. DeAndre Hunter had a poor night in 37 minutes. He was only three for 10 from the field. And uh, Bruno Fernando, 13 points, four rebounds off the bench. He was about the only really, really solid contributor off the bench. Though, Krabby had seven points and seven rebounds. They were 43% from the field, 31% from three. They hit 10 of 32 and a very nice 21 of 26 from the free throw line. Now, let's get to that tease, you say. You said, hey, Welsh, beginning of the show, you said, hey, a really good player had one of their worst nights ever. Yeah, yeah. The 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors beat the 76ers at home 101 to 96, a perfect 7-0. It's amazing how many undefeated home teams there are. And the Raptors, and I got to start with this, the Raptors held Joel Embiid to zero points. Just think about that for a minute. Joel Embiid, zero points. He was 0 for 11 from the field. He missed obviously he missed all of his three pointers, 0 for 4, and missed all of his free throw shots, which were three. Completely neutralized Joel Embiid. Watch this. Watch what Toronto ended up doing defensively and watch how many teams try to replicate this. Because you get, I mean, because the 76ers are a dangerous team with that lineup. The starting lineup is a murderer's row. Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Embiid, Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson. And they don't have the greatest bench in the world, but you know, you have a starting lineup like that. Watch where teams start to press and do and get under Joel Embiid's skin like that. Now, he was able to contribute a little bit still, 13 rebounds and a couple assists, but four turnovers, 0 from the field. It was just, it was his worst professional night. Ben Simmons was uh just missed a triple double by a rebound, 10 points, nine rebounds, 14 assists with a couple steals, but seven turnovers. Josh Richardson dropped 25 points. He picked up the slack a little bit, hit five threes for those 25 points and six rebounds. Al Horford had a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds with four assists in 32 minutes. And uh, Toby Harris, 18 points, five rebounds and two assists with seven for 17 from the field. They were 15 of 40 from three, just under 41% from the field and only hit nine of 16 free throws. All recipes that aren't going to work. Over on Toronto's side, Pascal Siakam always leads the way. In 40 minutes, he was uh, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 9 for 19 from the field. Enobi uh, was uh, 5 for 10, 12 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. You had Van Vliet, 24 points with 8 assists, continues to just absolutely step up into that starting role. I'm so impressed with him because he was one of those guys that um, I just wasn't on. Like I wasn't about... Uh, Van Vliet coming into this year, especially when you know, you're know you kind of hyping up what is this roster going to look like? And he has just been phenomenal. So he's uh, similar to multiple years ago with Pascal Siakam, how I wasn't like, I wasn't crazy on the Siakam breakout. And then he did. And Siakam's become one of my favorite players in the uh, NBA. Van Vliet is on that range at this point. Rodney Hollis Jefferson had a double-double off the bench, 16 points, 10 rebounds. And uh, Boucher, who's been a favorite of everybody, 0 for 2 in 13 minutes, They were uh, 63% from free throw line, 32% from three, and 45% from the field. Just enough. I mean, Philly did their best, but uh, it was enough. And the Raptors take that one from the 76ers. Over in Chicago, the Trailblazers came in with newly acquired Carmelo Anthony. And Portland won, won 117-94. to Both teams now 6-12 and after this one. A pretty astounding win for Toronto. Over on Chicago's side, Laurie Markin kind of going back into, no, it's not obscurity, but just... You know, just kind of tapering back from the breakouts he was trying to get through. 27 minutes, only 10 points and 3 assists. Uh, Zach Levine, 18 points with 5 assists. Sadoransky had 11, 5, and 5. Shaq Harrison was in the starting lineup, but was pretty minimal. And Wendell Carter Jr., 12 points, 9 rebounds. They played everybody else on the roster, though, throughout the bench. I mean, you look here, everyone was getting minutes. Kobe White had the most, but he was only 3 for 13 from the field. Poor percentages across the board, as you would expect from Chicago Over on uh, the Trailblazer side, Carmelo Anthony, 31 minutes, was 10 for 20, hit four threes for 25 points, eight rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He's back. Carmelo is back. Uh, Damian Lillard, 13 points, 12 assists with a couple steals, but only four for 10 from the field. CJ McCollum dropped 21, three and three. Rodney Hood, 16 points, and Hassan Whiteside, a double-double, 13 and 12 with a couple blocks, very very good night. Lovie off the bench, also twelve points, eight rebounds, is kind of a resurgence back to his career. Uh, not great three point percentages, but over fifty percent from the field, and ultimately that's going to get it done. It was a pretty you know resounding win, one seventeen to ninety four. Portland had over Chicago. Uh, the Bucks they were uh, hosting the Utah Jazz, a fantastic matchup, and they won one twenty two to one eighteen. The Bucks are now fourteen and three on the season, eleven and six for the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell had 20 points, seven for 17 from the field. Bogdanovich dropped 24, but rest of the starters quiet, all single digits on the points. You had nine points, eight points, six points from Conley. Uh, Bradley was eight and 11. There was no Rudy Gobert in this game. Off the bench, yeah, he had some bench production. Mudiay dropped 12. Ingles was 15, 5, and 4 with three threes. And Jeff Green, 11 points with three threes as well. They actually had 10 threes. 10 of their 21 threes came off the bench. They were uh, very, very solid. 46% from three, 50% from the field, and 91% from the free throw line. This wasn't a matter of the Utah Jazz beating themselves. This was a matter of GA beating them almost single-handedly. GA dropped 50 points. Uh, 17 for, I just laugh when I think about GA, 17 for 31 from the field, hit three threes, was 13 for 19 from free throw, but 50 points, 14 rebounds. I'd also say six offensive rebounds of those 14 had six assists with a couple steals, a huge, huge night. Not everybody else was needed though. They didn't need a, they didn't need the Brooke Lopez one for nine or the Eric Bledsoe five for 16. They could have done without that. But Wes Matthews was uh, six for nine with five threes, hit 19, had 19 points with four rebounds off the bench. It was relatively quiet. Not a whole bunch of production, 44% from the field, 23 of 29 from the free throw line. Essentially it was not, not essentially the only person to miss free throws was GA. Everybody else was perfect. 50 points from GA, whether he misses free throws or not, we'll take that. Uh, the Spurs hosted the Lakers and they lost 114 to one Oh four Lakers are now fifteen. And two, the Spurs are now six and 12. The Lakers are the biggest anomaly of the season. And it's not so much an anomaly, but just like, okay, you know, like we knew they were going to be better, but not this good. Aldridge dropped 30 with five rebounds. He was 12 for 22 from the field. DeRozan, 24 points, five rebounds, or four rebounds, five assists, 11 for 19 from the field. Forbes was only five for 11. Derek White had 11 with four assists, but ultimately 10 for 25 from the field. It just wasn't enough of anything only 10 threes. They only had 12 of 15 from the free throw line. And when you don't have enough, and then there's too much of LeBron James, that's going to be a problem. LeBron, 35 minutes was 13 for 24, 33 points, three rebounds, 14 assists. Anthony Davis in here with 19 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks, seven for 19 from the field. KCP had 14 points, and off the bench, uh, Rajon Rondo, 13, 5, and 3. You had Kuzma with a uh, 10, 3, and 2 night, 23 minutes. Percentages weren't great, but it was a volume play for uh, the Lakers over the Spurs. And the Lakers just continue to absolutely dominate the NBA. Now, the last game, it is getting into the third quarter, as I happen to be recording this one with you, the very, very late game. But uh, the Warriors are actually up on the Thunder, the, th- the three-wind Warriors, Up on the Thunder going into the third quarter, sixty-one to fifty-three. Just so you have a timeline of when I'm doing this, Chris Paul and Gallinari being your big offensive output so far on the Warriors end. Bowman has had sixteen. Glenn Robinson the third has eighteen. Pascal eight and five. You know, so you're getting kind of the usual suspects. But unfortunately, here's a problem. It's also the usual suspects. No Russell, no Green. Their starting lineup was Burks, Bowman, Willie colley Stein, Robinson the third, and Pascal. That is their starting lineup. It's poorish. It's doing enough right now for the Thunder, but you guys will monitor that one. We're not missing too much on this game, uh, though there is a kind of an older school offensive output, you know, beginning of the third quarter, 60 points for the Warriors, that's stuff that we you know would originally see. So all right, there you go. That's your take, and that's your recap on the Monday games. Bogman's going to have you covered for Wednesday, and then we're taking a couple of days off. We're going to all celebrate some Thanksgiving together. So that's all you got from me this week, but we will be back the following week at least on a regular schedule Bogman back tomorrow so thank you guys for tuning in to Hardwood Takeaways you know always feel free to tweet out that you're digging the show tweet out to Sports Grid that you like the show that Bogman and I are doing make sure you're subscribed on all the places that you can subscribe because we are there and you can follow me on Twitter at Is it the Welsh. you guys have since I won't talk to you you guys have a great week a great Thanksgiving and enjoy some great basketball this weekend but I am out of here right here on Hardwood Takeaways on Sports Grid.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
0: 18 plus. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals. Annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in? The concrete jungle suffocating your soul. You crave wide open spaces. The chance to connect with nature. Maybe chase some elk. Fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world
1: out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com.
0: They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding